Not Book Podcast is meant for entertainment only. We're not licensed professionals, and this podcast is not intended to give professional help. This podcast contains adult themes, sexual content, strong language, and is only intended for an audience who's ready for the shit! Okay there. Story time! Hello, and welcome back to the Not Book Podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Nana, and this is episode four of the second season. Welcome back. Hello. Hi, hi. So, what's new this week? Well, <laughs> it was your kind of surprise virtual party this weekend. <laughs> surprise <laughs> virtual party. You guys got me so good. Like, so Amy and I had planned to do a recording session last Sunday night, where Saturday night, Saturday night, oh, where. Uh, her friend was going to be a guest and share a very, very interesting story with us, which I was looking forward to since like, like the week before when she told me about this. I was so, so hyped. And she even went as far as creating story. I mean, uh, questions for, for this person and um, writing down like important notes that we have discussed and telling me, oh, she wants to be anonymous. She doesn't want to talk about the sex part. So elaborate. Okay. So I was so <laughs> looking forward to the story because it was such an interesting topic. And then I rushed over to the computer after editing the previous episode with no makeup, looking like shit because like I had been working all day and like I gymmed and I was disgusting and I apologized. And she was like, Oh, it's okay. I come on. And there's a bunch of my friends online going surprise. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she was so shiny from sweat. <laughs> some of her friends were, they did the workout with her earlier that day at 9am yeah. and it was now 10pm and they're like, are you still wearing your workout outfit? <laughs> it was a very busy day. It was a Saturday before Mother's Day. And we were going to make, well, we did make make like handmade cars for our moms. And it was arts and crafts. And it was a very busy day. And I didn't have a chance to shower yet. So just imagine their surprise and my surprise to know that I'll be caught <laughs> in my dirty gym clothes. For 12 hours. Yeah, it was nasty. I'm sorry. And it was a very intense hit workout too so I was very sweaty yeah, was dry- I thought there was a glow on her face but it was uh like sweat stain so I've never seen that before um <laughs> yeah but you guys got me really really good and you have to tell tell everyone the story about how you actually managed to hunt down a freaking switch console during these days right now where the switch console is really like a freaking celebrity item that everybody wants and nobody can get their hands on Okay. Well, so for all you listeners out there, you maybe have a switch or you really want a switch or you know someone who wants a switch. Um, the Nintendo Switch right <laughs> now, the light, there's an abundance of them, but the actual switch console with like the removable remotes and stuff, you can't find it anywhere. Nope. I went to like so many Walmarts, I went to so many Best Buys and they're all sold out. Everything's sold out online. My friend actually woke up at 6 a.m. to buy her Switch online from Staples, and that was the only way she could get it. So the group and I, Nana's friends and I, we were like, oh, that's the only thing that she really wants. And we're like, God damn it, why is she so particular? And um, <laughs> I even confirmed with her a couple times. I was like, what do you think of the Switch Lite? She's like, nah, I want the <laughs> normal console. so much better. Yeah, okay. Definitely not the light. <laughs> 
In my defense, I've never owned a gaming console ever in my lifetime. This is the first one that I've ever had. Okay, so my thought process is that if I'm gonna spend money to buy something, might as well get the real one, not the light version, right? Oh, right? Yeah. Okay, I get it. I mean, it makes more sense. Like the the normal console, so much better. You can play multiplayer. You can like play on the TV. It's just so much better, right? So this, I get it. Not sponsored by Nintendo, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sponsor us so so we had this surprise party scheduled where i yes i did make up a very elaborate story and uh it was, nana was so excited for recording it i kind of almost felt bad that we didn't have the story <laughs> but so we had this like party set up the surprise party and i was like it was like two hours no three hours before the party and i was like fuck guys we gotta get this switch and they're like yeah we do and so i like messaged every person on Kijiji within like a 40 kilometer radius okay and (laughs) finally this one guy he finally said okay I'll sell it to you so we buy it for like just a little bit of a markup it wasn't that bad actually he gave us a good deal and everything so the plan was okay this was the plan I was gonna go pick up this switch at 7 30 at this guy's house Kevin came with me so I didn't get killed and then we were gonna drop it off at Nana and Lehman's house at 7.45 because it was only a 15-minute drive away. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to text Lehman. I was going to say, it's in front of your door. Go pretend to take out your garbage or something and bring it in inside, right? Okay? So then at our call at 10 p.m., we could surprise Nana with the switch virtually. Okay? That was such a perfect, perfect plan. Perfect plan, okay? Great plan. So... So it's all going to plan. I pick up the switch and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a real switch. And the guy's really nice. And I transfer the money and I get the switch. It's in my car. And I'm like, holy crap, I have the console. I call Lehman. Okay, guys? I call <laughs> Lehman. So this is how the conversation goes. I go, Lehman? He goes, yeah. I go, this is Amy. He goes, yeah. I'm like, are you near Nana right now? He's like, yeah. I'm like, can you not be near Nana right now? He's like, Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I bought Nana a Switch. Uh, I'm going to come drop it off at your house in like 15 minutes. Can you pretend you're going out to throw garbage or something and then uh, bring it into the house secretly? And then I'll let you know when we should put, or when to surprise her with a Switch. He's like, yeah. You <laughs> 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 So then I was like, okay. So I'm done. I'm ready to go and drop off the console, okay? Can I tell my side of the story has all happened? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. What's happening during this phone call? Because Lehman is not is probably the least stealthy man out there <laughs> ever. And the background story, background story, Lehman broke his phone. So he was using my phone, my old iPhone. And I had saved an old photo of Amy from high school as her profile photo on my phone so when whenever she calls my phone because it's saved on my apple id her face shows up on my big ass i apple with an eight plus it was a very large monitor Lima was sitting right beside me we were eating popeyes fried chicken that night and then his phone rings and this giant face just shows up and it's read amy mon i'm like why the fuck is amy calling you but like my sixth sense was telling me that you guys were planning something and I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just pretend that I didn't see it. Lehman picks up and then he looks at me directly in the eye and he was like, <laughs> yo. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And then I can hear Amy so clearly because we're sitting next to each other and his phone was super loud. And I can hear Amy going like, oh, this is Amy. And he's still staring at me in the eyes. Going, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then eventually he got up to walk away. But as he was walking, he was walking away backwards. Okay. So he was facing me and then walking backwards towards the door, still looking at me in the eye going, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, can you just try to be a little bit more stealthy? Like, this is too fucking obvious. So then as after he walked away and started talking to you on the phone again, I'm like, Lehman, I can still hear Amy. Go further. Go further. <laughs> okay, so Nana was in the elaborate plan trying to make herself surprised, I guess. I was trying to protect the plan. But good thing that you guys didn't mention anything about the Nintendo, like, during... Because by the time that you guys were talking about the drop-off situation, I already... It, he was already out of earshot. I couldn't hear him. Yeah, well, um, I'm like, I wish that's how it went. But unfortunately, after we hung up, um, <laughs> I get this message on Facebook from Nana's account. <laughs> and it goes, can you leave it outside and I'll grab it in a bit? Text me when you drop it off. She's already suspicious, lol. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> and so I text him and I'm like, you just messaged me from Nana's account. And what did you do, Nana? So <laughs> Lima was in the bathroom when this conversation happened. Okay, fried chicken. Remember, we had fried chicken. His stomach was not doing <laughs> well. So I get a pop-up on my phone from Amy and I'm using an Android now. So when you get a Facebook messenger for, uh, message on your Android, your notification is literally a bubble that pops up on your phone with Amy's face on it. And then it said, this is Nana's messenger, <laughs> like screaming. And then I just looked at it, gently wiped my greasy fingers, <laughs> walked upstairs to the bathroom, knocked on Lehman's door going, just so you know, you're talking to Amy through my Facebook messenger. I didn't open it, but uh, please delete the messages. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, so I had the audacity going like, oh what message? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like it could literally not have been any can you leave it outside and I'll grab it in a bit? She's already suspicious, like <laughs> this guy. So I'm in the car, we're on our way to Nana's and I'm like, fuck. And Kevin's <laughs> like, what happened? I'm like I just, I just can't right now. It's, just, it's all good. It's all. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. So, okay, just, just, yeah. So you're okay at this point. You're still okay. So then, so then I, I drop it off. Okay, I drop it in the front door. I text Lehman, and I'm like, okay, it's there. But because it's the iPhone that Nana always uses to record, I was like, delete all these messages because Nana's gonna take this phone later and record with it. God help her if we, or help you if we. <laughs> If she sees those messages, because I'm going to wring her neck. So then, so then, everything's fine, okay? Lehman brings it inside. It's all good. Nana's still pretty, she knows something's up, but she doesn't really know what's up. So we're still good. We're still good. So, so then, so then we're all good. And then at 10 o'clock, rolls around. And then I was, we were actually on the call at like 940. Oh, okay. And yeah, so we were all like just waiting for everyone to pop up and like waiting for you, and then, and then, you came on, and then she actually saw that there were like seven people <laughs> in the recording. 
<laughs> so when you so that on, kind of spoiled it. Yeah, when you join a Google Hangout, because it was on Google Hangout, before just like the second before your video and your audio is connected, you can see how many people are in that meeting. So I was expecting Amy, just just Amy, just the two of us. But then I saw seven, so I'm thinking, oh, oh, maybe her friend's joining. Maybe like we're having like because we're supposed to be inter interviewing her friend. Maybe we're having like all of her university friends joining, like having a party or whatever. Like I don't know. In that split second, that's where my mind were went. And then I see yeah. all the familiar faces for a second. I knew everyone in my head. I'm like I knew everyone, but for a second, I didn't recognize anyone. <laughs> what the hell? And she like, when she got on, she wouldn't sit down. Like it was just like her <laughs> belly. And we're like, are you gonna sit and say hi? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think we surprised her, which is good. Yes. But yeah, definitely did. And then and then Lehman did a really good job. He came out and he did surprise her with a switch, and she was really happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did a kind of off camera, but that's okay. We saw her reaction, which is good. <laughs> he snuck around the corner of our bedroom because I record in here, right? So he snuck around the corner and just kind of peeked his head out, going like are you ready? I'm like, for what? And then he popped out with the switch. And he asked you if you were ready? Yeah, he asked me, are you ready? I'm like, for what? <laughs> I thought at that point, I, f- I thought that the surprise was just um, you girls getting together and like having this party online. And then I heard him like shuffling over there and I heard plastic. So I thought that you guys had balloons delivered over because I like I recognize that sound as balloons. But apparently it was switch and uh, a very cool... Um, a figurine from Starlink. Oh. If anybody, if anybody is a Starlink, maybe this is a, for our first giveaway, Amy. If anybody is a, we had a dildo giveaway already. This is our second giveaway. Right, our second giveaway. So, uh, if you're a Nintendo fan, especially um, Starlink fan, or if you have kids or nephews that are fans of Star- Starlink, please just send us a message, and we'll send you a really cool spaceship with Starlink himself and our wing. <laughs> are we yeah <laughs> oh my god uh, well that was our eventful uh surprise but you know what lehman did really good for you know preparing in 15 minutes so i do have to give him credit for that yeah. it was like a yeah yeah when he went out to retrieve the gifts he told me that <laughs> i have never seen him grab a garbage bag with that much enthusiasm in him never seen a man that happy to take up garbage and then he opened the garage door um, which i thought was really weird because our garbage can is in the garage door I'm like why are you opening the garage door he's like i needed some fresh air and then closed it in 30 seconds i'm like okay okay <laughs> and then afterwards he was like amy told me to say that i panicked i couldn't think of anything <laughs> you know and then after i was like fuck man yeah i'm like but you know what that just means he'll never lie to you and he well maybe he'll lie to you but he'll never get away with it so yeah 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 it's a good thing yeah real good yeah but thank you so much for planning this i can't imagine how stressful this was for you especially working with you (laughs) no no it was no it wasn't bad actually it all just like came together and like the whole group was amazing. They were all like cheerleaders. Or send like someone was sending me all these links to Kijiji to get the switch, and then <laughs> another person was like, "You can do it! You can do it!" And I was like eating was chips on my couch. I was like, "Person saying you can do it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, "All right, fine." And I like take my phone. I'm like, "All right, I got this. I got this." And then it just all came together, and it was 
That's good. That's good. We almost gave up, like, because we've been looking for about two weeks at that point. And then there was one point where we were all like, I don't know if this is going to happen, man. So we were just going to get you a balloon. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like you imagine. But um, yeah, we're glad we got it for you. And yeah, now you're enjoying your Switch, eh? I haven't seen daylight in three days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my, Animal Crossing. My is looking great. You know, I opened up the museum. I opened up the uh nooks and cranny shop i have i'm on my second house mortgage now this all happened within three days so i have done three days yep i uh like i said i haven't seen daylight Mm -hmm. so far i've only charged my switch about six times in three days that's not bad (laughs) wow okay (laughs) Parents of young children, especially, get your kid a gaming console when they're young because this is what deprived gaming looks like. Okay, <laughs> once you get your hands on it at 28 years old, you don't put it down. That's true. Eh? I never thought about that. Yeah, you're yeah deprived. Um, but I'm. We have to bring you super down. duper internally grateful for everything that you guys did, and thanks to Kevin as well for coming with you. So. You didn't get murdered. I actually uh, went over to see my mom on Mother's Day the day after this all happened. And I told my mom about it. And she was so happy for me. She was like tearing up. She was like, you know, in life, you need a lover who cares about you. You need a family who supports you. And most importantly, you need friends. Friends like this. And I was like, mom, stop. (laughs) Your mom is so wise. (laughs) She looks like a a goofball. But, you know, moments like this. And she's like, mom. fun times it's good we were really happy in the end and i'm glad that you get your animal crossing now and if you guys are animal crossing and you want to add me as a friend send me a dm and i'll give you my friend code be my friend are <laughs> <Our> nuggets men so shall we start the episode of the week what are we talking probably yeah we uh, have been getting a lot of feedback from you guys and from our friends as well. And most people, actually including ourselves, we're missing the stories. So as you know, we're always trying to improve our podcast because we're doing this for you. If it's just us, then what's the point of this podcast, really? Right. So we're taking in our feedback and we want to share uh, more stories in each episode. But at the same time, we still want to have the research portion in the the episodes because this is a structure that we had planned and uh, we didn't just decide this on the day off the first episode recording we actually sat down and planned for a research portion and we think that this is very interesting so we're going to keep that in here as well so hopefully with the added stories um you guys will find dirt somewhere in there because that's why people are listening to this podcast apparently um (laughs) hopefully you guys still find the research portion interesting um if you guys have any further feedback, please write to us and uh, we do listen to them and we do talk about it once we see your feedback. And with that, let's start with this week's stories. Hmm. And this week, we're going to be focusing on the horrors of online dating. Dun, dun, dun. Which is the only way of dating nowadays, but... Yeah, seriously. Yeah, with COVID. But maybe not next week because apparently we're loosening up in Canada and I know in the States, we're loosening up too, so... Yeah. Soon we can see our friends. Okay, let's get started. All right, and I'll jump in with the first story of the week. And this one is shared by a user whose name is Whomst Are Thou. Okay, so she writes, 
Last semester, I, who was 20 years old female, had a crush on one of my friends who I knew did not reciprocate. So I joined a few dating apps to help me move on. Being female and not horribly unattractive. Why do girls always do this, man? Like, just say that you're attractive. Why do you have to <laughs> downplay it? Girl, you're yeah. hot. Own it. Okay? Flaunt it. Yeah. Anyway, so she says, being female and hot, it was fairly easy for me to match with people and meet up. During this time, I met and chatted with some cool people, but nothing really clicked. Finally, I matched with this guy named Brian, who was 26 years old, on Bumble. So this is a Bumble story. Now, from his photos, he seemed pretty cute and his profile was nice, so I showed him a quick message, just a simple, hey, how's your day going? Almost immediately, he responds, and we talk for a while. A topic that comes up pretty quickly is that we're looking for a relationship, and we both talked about wanting to take things slow due to previous relationships that progressed too quickly. Now, keep in mind that he was the one that brought us up first, okay? So it wasn't like I said, I want to take things slow, and he went along with it. Um, rather, he expressed interest in wanting to take time to get, get to know each other first before jumping into anything physical or emotional. Anyway, things go well, and eventually we set up a date. Now, this is where things start to get weird. Finally. Um, he says, he'll pick me up at 7 when I get off work, and she works on campus, so she's still in university or uh, college. She says, my campus is a little confusing to drive around since very few of the buildings have addresses. So at around 4 p.m., he texted me to ask where he should park. It takes me a little while to see his message since, as I mentioned, I was at work. And I responded with a map of the campus that has a circle lot where he can park or wait for me to come out. He sees this and agrees. A while later, at about 6.15, I get another text asking where I am, saying that he's on campus waiting for me. Confused, I tell him that I'm still at work and I'm not done work until seven o'clock and reminder they hadn't agreed to meet up at seven o'clock he says fine and then he would just park and walk around to kill time and i say cool and go back to work once 7 p.m rolls around i finish up and leave with one of my coworker friends i message him again saying that i uh, just got out and asking where he was he tells me that he's in dining hall eating now i find this to be kind of strange because we were going out for dinner for our date but I shrug it off and head to where I think you would be in the retail section of our dining hall. Now, to clarify, our university has two different kinds of places where you can eat um, in our dining halls. One is a dine-in dine and more like a buffet style where you have to pay $14 to get in or with your meal card. Now, the other retail... That's so cheap. $14? Yeah, that's amazing. But for a college kid, for one meal, that's hella expensive. Buffet style. Yeah, but it's college buffet. Who do you think is making this food? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> true. Like, true. Anyway, um, and the other retail place is an open space and it's kind of like a food court and anybody can just go in. Uh, turns out he had somehow managed to get into the dine-in without paying. And I spent 15 minutes trying to find him with my friend. Not really an ideal start. My friend finally leaves once I spot him, and I can already tell that this is not going well. I don't really care about how tall a guy is, as long as he's taller than me, and I'm 5'3". So, it's generally not hard. Uh, but what I really don't like is when people lie on their profiles. 
He is definitely not 5'10", like he claimed, and he does not look as good as he did in his photos. Girl, he's not overweight or anything, but his photos were just, to put it gently, overflattering at this point. Ooh. Fuck this. <laughs> what does this always happen? Always. Hey. At this point, I'm still willing to give him a chance since we had had some uh, great conversation over text. And I'm hoping that it will continue in our date. We walk back to his car, which is uh, not where I told him to park at all, but as some really far parking lot. Conversation is all right. And when once we get and once we get into his car, he takes me to his little touristy area near my school for us to walk around or eat. By the time we arrive, it's already getting late, pushing 7.45. He parks and we get out to walk around for a bit before eating. An important thing to note that this is a very touristy area and that nearly everything is closed on Mondays or closes very, very early. This is a very common knowledge for everyone that's around this area. And he told me that he grew up in this area. So I thought he should be aware of it, but clearly he didn't. We show up at the place and shocker, it's closed. He plays it off, but the only other option in the area was a very expensive Italian restaurant and a place that is about to close. Things have been getting a little awkward on our walk and he started asking pretty personal questions about my ex and kept trying to touch me at weird times, but I just brushing things off. Who asks about the other person's ex? That's really weird. Their first date. They haven't even gotten to their date yet. They're on their way to their first date. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird, man. (laughs) That is weird. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so the only other option is a Five Guys uh, nearby. Mm. I don't actually like burgers, but at this point, I will take anything because I'm starving. So we got back to his car to drive towards to Five Guys. And we sit there in near silence for a minute while he just stares at me. He then reaches across um, and then starts awkwardly stroking my face. This got very physical very fast. She says, I flinched at the contact, but he continues. He then asks, can I kiss you? I just had to whisper that into your ear. Can I kiss you? <laughs> not knowing what to do and not wanting to have to deal with an uncomfortable car ride on the way to get food i just kind of nodded my head the kiss is the worst that i have ever experienced in my entire life just <laughs> straight up lead with tongue no questions asked before a lips touch just shoving the tongue in oh, oh my god fishing Oh my Dude, God. are you fishing? <laughs> what the fuck? She said it's gross. That's that's an understatement. But fortunately, maybe he's trying to feed her because like he couldn't get her food, so he felt bad. Oh, here's my tongue, lady. <laughs> <laughs> that was so gross. Ugh. Oh, she says it was gross, but but fortunately it ends pretty quickly. Ha <laughs> That's what she said. So I come back oh mentioning God. how hungry I am. We get to five guys and uh, he tries to linger again before we go in, presumably for another kiss. But I get out really quickly. So once we get inside, I order first just fries and vanilla because she doesn't like burgers. Which, what? Why don't you like burgers? Yeah, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Five Guys is 
love eat burgers at Five Guys, man. Oh, so good. But the fries are really good there, too. I was not sponsored by Five Guys. <laughs> um, so we did this whole weird thing where he tried to order me more food. And I said that I didn't like burgers. I, I'm fine with my fries and shake. Um, but during this process, while he was trying to force me to have food, he tells me, I don't like burgers because I just haven't tried the right ones yet. Which just like what? trying to convince her that her palate is wrong. And anyway, 15 mi- minutes later, he finally stops. From there, he starts excessively complimenting me, mostly focused around my body and looks because you're hot. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I just really want to get out of here, but he's not done eating. When he finishes, we go back to his car and much to my horror, Rather than driving back immediately, he turns on some slow music and starts stroking my cheeks again. Why do you do that? Fuck no. Why? Oh my god. I presume that he's trying to set the mood, but we're in the middle of a goddamn parking lot in front of five guys. So not exactly (laughs) like burgers, okay? Um, so she faked a cough to get him to stop, but it only lasts so long. He goes in for a kiss again, and I relent since I really do not want to be stranded in said strange parking lot. And it was just as bad as before. This continues for another minute before he puts his hand on my boob and squeezes. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I immediately remove it and tell him that I want to take things slow and really need to get back to my dorm as I had class in the morning, which was a lie. He immediately admits that he also wants to take things slow and that he understands and uh, agrees to take me back. What? You agree to take things slow and you just went straight for the tip? Dude, come on. A squeeze. It's not that serious. It's just a squeeze. (laughs) (sighs) When we go back to campus, he parks in the same parking lot um, as before, which is about 20-minute walk away from my dorm. Damn, that's a big campus. By this time, around 10 p.m., the lot is mostly deserted, and uh, as is a faculty lot, a lot of the cars are gone because the faculty have gone home for the night. It's pretty cold out, and uh, it's dark, so I didn't really want to walk all the way back. So I mentioned this to him, and he seems to have no problem with it. But we remain parked. I'm about to ask him what's up. And then he goes in again. It's horrible. This time he goes for my leg as well. Placing his hand on my upper thigh. Ugh, ugh, gross. Before I remove it, he makes eye contact and kisses me again. I try to wait, but he doesn't let me. Once again, he places his hand on my boob and I tell him no. He asks, why not? Oh my God. And I tell him I'm not. Did he not just say he wanted to take it slow, he too? He did. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I tell him I'm not hooking up with him in the parking lot, to which he responds word for word. What if we weren't in a parking lot? My friend got me a hotel room for the night. <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs> My goodbye. friend. Maybe it was his mom trying to get him get laid. In- <laughs> <laughs> WTF. I could maybe understand that if it was uh, a meeting with clear intention to hook up, because that's a very normal thing to do. But before we even met, when we were originally making plans, we made sure that we talked about this. And I told him specifically that we would not be having sex on this date and he should not have expected it. 
the idea of his friend booking him a hotel room is just ridiculous and a She's like completely waste of money, girl. That's not your problem. Um, (laughs) So she says, "I tell him no again," and then he just laughs and says he also wants to take it slow, but he just had to try since a lot of girls he had been on dates with just wanted to have sex. (sighs) Hell no, brother. Not with you. Nobody's buying that lie. Mm -mm, Nah. Nope. (laughs) Anyway, the five-minute ride back to my dorm, and obviously I had him take me to another dorm building right next to mine. Didn't want him to know where exactly I lived. Uh, Was incredibly uncomfortable, and it ended with him asking me out again, despite me noticeably unhappy and comfortably for the majority of the past two hours. I hit him with a classic, um, I don't know, I'm pretty busy. (laughs) Planning (laughs) down over text later since I really just wanted to get out of here ASAP. Before I can leave the car, though, he looks at the door and asks about my roommate. I tell him that I don't know where she is, but she'll probably be back soon if she's out. And he simply simply replies, oh, what, what a shame. Couldn't you just ask her to stay out later so that we could, you know... and he's he's saying all of this as he's reaching for her again her tit again (laughs) why does it why does that like is that supposed to turn us on i'm so confused like the squeezing action like why it's it's not a fruit that you're examining if it's ready i just like, I can just imagine a guy, like, staring into your eyes and reaching slowly and then place his hand on boob and... <laughs> it's like, what? For our younger and less experienced um, male audience out there, boobs are not an object that you squeeze. It's... You, yeah. um, you can go as crazy and as gentle as you want, but squeezing it, that's nothing for us. Okay. Yeah, it kind of hurts. Yeah, actually. it just like it's. Yeah, it's not central. Yeah, it's don't. Like, yeah, no, that doesn't. No, no nothing. Yeah, sorry. Porn is not real. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, where was I? Um, thankfully, the universe takes my mercy on me, and someone uh, from the building which I had him drop drop me off at is coming out, so I can run in there before the door shuts, and I am locked in there safely. I wait until his car leaves before going back outside, returning to my building. I send him a fur, uh, I send him a, I'm sorry, I don't think we should see each other again text before I block his number. Moral of the story, when things start getting weird, just call it quits. Okay? Just get out of there. Get out of there. Yeah, I used to have that problem where I'd just stay on the date because I felt bad because someone drove out to see me. And yeah, it, uh, it never went yeah, well. Yeah, no. It... it not as bad as this, but... Whew, that was a long story. Yeah. I'm losing my holy shit. Okay. Question time. Okay. <laughs> uh, can you recall a time where you couldn't say no to a boy? You did this on purpose. <laughs> All of my questions are catered to you, okay? <laughs> We're having a conversation. <laughs> and I'm asking questions where I already know the answers to, so this is why it's great. Oh, God. Okay. So I actually have a really big problem with saying no. Um, I have like this type of personality that always wants to like be able to help and do things for people. I learned this the hard way in grade six. Um, You know, you remember like when people used to ask people out and stuff. So uh, this kid, 
Um, his name is Kevin too. <laughs> he asked me out. And uh, so back then I, I was like, I, I hit puberty pretty early. So it was, I was in grade six. I was like five foot six already. And this kid was four foot nine. And <laughs> I said, yes, of course. Cause, Oh, it was his birthday. Yes. It was his birthday. I couldn't say no. Yes. Everyone was like, I was saying no. No. And I said, yes. And we ended up dating for a week <laughs> and we hugged every day and held hands. And I was literally like, bending when we were holding hands <laughs> i couldn't reach or he'd like lift his hands like elbow high it was not good like it's um, like you're out walking in the mall with your little sibling with my son yeah <laughs> exactly yeah um but yeah uh yeah I, I have i still have a really hard time saying no but um yeah that was probably one of the most I thought I would learn from it. I never did. Um, so yeah, I don't think anything can really help me learn from this. But what about you? Have you ever had a hard time saying no? Oh yeah, always. Well, actually, I've grown to be better at it, saying no to people in the past few years. I think it's because I've cared less overall. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's I've good. Literally, like, I don't give a fuck about a lot of things anymore. So I have become nice. like very happy, much better i think lighter good um but it did also something happened in middle school um this guy i will not name him is too uh his name will too big of a tail his initials are ft i think you know who i'm talking about oh i do <laughs> <laughs> we went to the same middle school <laughs> um so he basically liked every single girl in our in our school and literally asked everyone out and he asked me out to a school dance one year and I didn't really speak English that well (laughs) and I had heard about this magical place where people can have the most amount of fun at a school dance and I thought that you needed to be asked to go and so I said yes because I'm like oh I'm invited to this dance thing so I went with him and I didn't realize that you had to dance with this only one person (laughs) Oh, middle school. Yeah. So I don't really know if it's me not knowing how to say no, or I just didn't understand English to know what's going on. Maybe a mix of both. Yeah. 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 Saying no is really hard, man. I feel like, especially so for women. I still like, I can't say no directly. I can't say no because I don't want to. I always have an excuse. If I have an excuse, I'm like, oh my God, I can say no. I have this event instead, but yeah, it, it is really challenging. Yeah, it is really hard. True. Uh, second question. Have you ever been with someone or know someone who like tries to convince you that you like something that you actually didn't? Like, for example, this girl in the story, she obviously didn't like hamburgers. And the guy was like, oh, trust me, you'll like it if you find the right one. You just haven't f- found the right one yet. Your mom doesn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so there was that one guy I dated briefly who was like um, a psychology major. Right. <clears throat> and he, like, for whatever reason, wanted me to go deep into like my daddy issues. And he'd always be like, no, it's like really good to talk about. It. I mean, it is really good to talk about it, but like, 
not so quickly in with like a new person I'm dating you know yeah so uh he kind of pressured me into that that kind of backfired on him because every time I saw him I wanted to like kill him so uh yeah what about you (laughs) so like manipulative like yeah it really was it was like he was trying to get me to get into my most vulnerable space Mm -hmm. and he thought he could um control me there but I uh thankfully I I knew kind of what he was doing and I was able to get out of that and also he lived like a one hour drive away so it was pretty easy to not continue that relationship so yeah and the worst part is that they they frame it so they're trying to tell you that they care about you and they're doing this yeah just like shut the fuck yeah (laughs) you're not my therapist yeah 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 exactly what about you um my mom (laughs) (laughs) mom are you listening she she stopped listening uh on episode three of season one Uh, okay cool after the pink dildo episode nice you know story yeah yeah it was a weird day um (laughs) i i I don't remember like a guy that i was seeing trying to do that um but definitely my mom you know like growing up she tried to convince me and herself that i was a certain type of girl who loved pink who loved barbie dolls who loved big princessy dresses so she kept buying them for me where in reality i just wanted to like shave my head and go out and play, play in the mud like <laughs> and i remember like i had a bald head like my grandma used to shave my head because so then i, I can grow more hair when i grew up so before i was two year old i was bald for two years of my life and she was still forced me into like this big princessy dresses and so just like a bald little boy in a big princess dress and what's <laughs> apparently our midway and <laughs> hey that's okay it's if you're okay. a bald boy and you like wearing princess dresses that's okay it's okay but i didn't like it and i, I yeah I didn't like, it. <laughs> until this, like until this day my mom still thinks or tries to convince me and herself that my favorite color is pink she still buys me pink shit and I'm like, wow, I really never liked pink for a day in my life. And because of the fact that she forced the color pink on me, I have like this resentment towards this color pink. I have nothing pink. Wow. Should we dive into your mommy issues now? Or, uh... I don't have the contact for the guy that used to date the <laughs> <ecologist. laughs> Well, Kevin's mom used to... Uh, like tell Kevin he loves vegetables but he really hated it and then he loved milk a lot so then she would blend bok choy in with his milk yeah and it it just ended up making him hate milk so uh just just don't do it just don't force things on your kids guys okay last question for you let's talk about my mommy issues we'll be here all day um if you had to sum up your university dating life in three words Why you gotta bring me here? Okay, yeah. Talk about my mommy issues again. <laughs> <laughs> Three words. Uh, fast shit. <laughs> um, sex. Okay. Fast shit sex. Um, so basically like a very kinky diarrhea. Oh, ew. <laughs> ew? That is so gross. Okay, no, there was no kinky diarrhea involved. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, the dates were always fast. They were always shit. And, like, they always usually ended up in... Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Yeah. What about you? Three words. Um, traumatic. <laughs> uh, traumatic, dramatic, and okay. hmm. What's the last one? I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Confusing. Confusing, traumatic, and dramatic. Those are okay. Yeah, you're pretty much living in a Korean drama. So Nana was either living in a Korean drama with like a, a normalish dude, or she was like dating drug dealers. No, I mean you had yes, you were dating drug dealers, but you were the normal people that you dated were not really normal. They were like people you picked up off the streets or something. And I was like, where did <laughs> where did you find this human and <laughs> Do you truly get along with him? Because I I don't see connection here. Like I know one of them. I know exactly what you're thinking of. And he was my dorm, not my roommate, my neighbor on my dorm street. Okay, well, she brought this guy over for my birthday one year, and he like didn't really speak. And she's like really outgoing and bubbly, and so, and this guy's just standing there with his hands in his pocket, like, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> like. Okay, so... I really liked his friends. He had some really cool friends. Don't worry, you're not the only person who que- that questioned this relationship. Uh, he was just like... I, I thought that like you had a mother-son relationship because yeah, he was so young. Yeah, he was older than me. He was a year older than us. What? Yeah. The fuck? Okay, no, no, no. 13. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was weird. Okay, well, with that note... Shall we move on to the second story then? Please make me stop talking about my mother. All right. So for the second story, we have a story sent in by Mel Marie Sparrow. Oh, I could actually pronounce this one. That was nice. Okay. So back in my first year of college, I downloaded Plenty of Fish just so I could get a little more comfortable talking to people. And I had explicitly put down that I was just looking for friends and I wasn't interested in relationships. Huh. So I talked with a few people here and there, nothing serious, but there was this one guy in particular who, now that I'm looking back on it, was very aggressive with talking. What What does talking very aggressively mean on text? Like, yeah, I am. (laughs) Hey, hello! (laughs) Screaming, all caps. All right, sorry. So she goes, I reiterated that I was only looking for friendship and was not into dating at this time. So he said that was fine, and he just wanted to get to know me as friends as well. Does this sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Uh, so one day, I'm sitting in a Starbucks waiting for my friend who's having a blind date in the corner. She just brought me along for safety. Then I got a text message from this guy asking me what I'm doing. And I told him, I'm sitting in a Starbucks while my friend is on her date doing homework. Then he asked me, where? I vaguely told him the city I was in because I didn't really exactly know where it was. My friend drove me, so I didn't really pay attention to where we were. But he responds with, okay, no problem. So I'm kind of confused right now. And I say, what do you mean? And he leaves me on red. So fast forward an hour later, a guy sits down across the table from me. I look up and it's plenty of fish dudes. <sighs> you hear like, yeah. <laughs> he just casually sat down across the table from me with a bag of Hershey's kisses. Fuck. Scared the absolute shit out of me. I looked up and I remember I couldn't even say anything because I was so confused and uncomfortable. He proceeded to apologize for being late. What? He apparently 
had to stop at a few Starbucks to find the right one that I was in. What the fuck? Oh, fuck. And apparently, he tried to bring me a mixtape, but gave up and brought me an open bag of chocolates instead. <laughs> this guy needs nice bro this guy needs to talk to your ex-boyfriend more than i do (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah yeah i got a psychologist if you need one buddy um so she goes i won't bore you with all the cringy details but for the next hour he tried to get me to talk about religion and politics and then he told me that his dad didn't care one way or another if i was a different religion or political party he would be fine with me marrying into the family anyways what the fuck? fuck is happening he also kept trying to touch my hand and ask me why I didn't wear jewelry if I worked in a jewelry store. Mm. The final kicker was when he started singing very loudly in the Starbucks to the point where other people kept staring. And when I wouldn't sing with him like a normal person, <laughs> he tried to get me to go to his car so I could sing for him. <laughs> What's oh, happening? Is this an audition for a musical that she wasn't aware of? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you're on a contestant for American Idol. <laughs> world <laughs> yeah i'll sing for you no this guy's just fucking weird okay so then she goes started packing up my stuff and flagged my friend down in the middle of her date to tell her we needed to get the fuck out of there after all of that he had the audacity to tell me to delete my dating app that i wasn't using for dating and let him be the one for uh-huh. let me be the one for you what let let me be the love of your life okay yeah <laughs> So some other weird shit happened with this guy after this, but this was the story of the weirdest and creepiest date I have ever been on, even though I most definitely did not want to be on it. She was literally forced into a yeah. date. Like, he forced her into a date. He is, like, psychotic. He, like, he stalked her down, sat across her, and said, sorry, I'm late. What? I had to go to a different Starbucks to find you before our date that I made up and yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. There is. So yeah. Yeah. Too many, too many things wrong with this. I don't know where to stab. Well, I'm going to start with some questions for you. So. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Number one. <clears throat> this one's just kind of a general question. What do you what do you think about people who download dating apps to use it to get comfortable to talking to people? So I don't know if you remember Raptors Fan 101 from the first episode, <laughs> but he's using Bumble to kind of uh practice texting yeah. with people. Yeah. Like how do you how do you feel about I that? I think it's fine. I mean, like she put in her profile that she was looking for friends, and there's even apps out there specifically to make friends, like Bumble friends. There's a version of it where you can just make friends. I think it's absolutely normal. Like people who are new to a city, they need to find a way to meet friends, especially in a lockdown situation like this. There's no way to go out there and bump into people, right? I think it's absolutely fine. As long as you make it clear that this is your intention. I agree, yeah. As long as the intention is there and you make it clear, then I think it's totally fine too. I do know, like, um, I do know one of my friends, like, was talking to a guy who was just using it to make friends because he just moved from another mm-hmm. country. And she got really mad because she was like talking to him for a while. And then when they actually set up a date or time to meet, he was like, Oh, I'm just looking for friends. So like he didn't make his intentions clear in the beginning. So they actually were talking for like two weeks before they met up. And then she was like, well, yeah, that's not cool. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. 
So just make your intentions clear. Yep. Um, okay. Numero two. Do you think it's appropriate to bring a friend on a date, even if it's in secret? Yes. Like, you know how she made, yeah, she brought her friend. In today's day and age, yeah. <laughs> bring a security yeah. team if you can <laughs> on a first date. <laughs> Isn't it funny that her friend brought her for security, but she ended up being security yes. for her? <laughs> no, did you know? Your boy's crazier than the other one. <laughs> I, she didn't know that she was going to have a boy, but okay. No, I think it was really smart of her friend to do that because, like, anybody could be anybody on the internet, right? You don't really know. Like, our first story there, like, they had a great conversation, and she thought that he was a nice guy, completely chill and he was the complete opposite of that right like if she had a friend that could rescue her from that situation she would have ignored or like avoided a lot of sexual advancement from this guy you know booby squeeze that's such a harassment man yeah okay all right bring it have you ever had someone try to find out where you were or show up randomly to where you were at i feel like this is one of those questions where you already know the answer to and you just want me to tell a story yeah do it. <laughs> yes okay so remember mr spark notes how's his name right mr spark notes so after we had broken up and i left where the town that i was staying at mississauga and went into the town where my university was I moved cities and is now living on residence. He had no idea, supposedly, where I went to university or which campus of which university I was at. Somehow shows up at my dorm in the middle of the night in the back door. So I lived in a, a townhouse complex with three other girls. So that was like my housemates. He showed up at the back door, knocking on the glass door, and then my one of my uh, roommates opened the door and then he was like oh I'm looking for Nana so my roommate was like oh okay it's Nana's friend obviously because they know where she lives brings me downstairs and I haven't seen this guy in a whole year okay no communication from him standing in front of my house smoking a fucking cigarette I'm like what the fuck what are you doing here and this was like in the middle of the night okay like almost midnight and I was in Vidal that's so scary fucking scary yeah, so um, turns out he had known, somehow learned that I was going to U of T and uh, he was in the fraternity. He asked some of his new recruits, his like fraternity brothers, to stalk every single bus station on my campus with a picture of me so they can stalk me and find out where I lived. And one of his brothers obviously found out where I lived and uh, led him there and he showed up. <laughs> every time you tell the story i feel like i'm watching like a drama yeah show. i like a that's opera. how i felt like at the moment like my it was like i was watching someone else's situation and it wasn't really happening to me i was just so confused interesting yeah, yeah. any more questions the <laughs> no, I think we're gonna end it off at that note. So cool cool, 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 cool. Next time you're telling the first story so we can end on your note, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shall we get going with the what the fuckness? Do it. So for the what the fuckness this week, I decided to choose the topic of stalking. Mm-hmm. So I uh 
Yep. <laughs> so I got the article or the information from a website called joinonelove.org. Um, and this article is called Inside the Mind of a Stalker. So first of all, I just like to address that stalking does affect about 6.6 million people in the U.S. every year. And I mean, we're making jokes about it and everything, but three out of 10 people actually experience emotional and psychological harm as a result of being stalked. So do you want to talk to my therapist? Well, actually, didn't I tell you I had two years worth of nightmares because of this guy? And I bet you it has something to do with his stalking. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. So um, I kind of want to go into like what makes people stalk, Mm -hmm. okay? Because it's a really interesting concept. If you think about it, these people, when they're stalking, they usually don't think they're doing anything wrong. Um, And they feel very confident about what they're doing, that what they're doing is the right Mm -hmm. thing to do. Some of these are some motivations for being a stalker. So rejection is one of the Mm -hmm. biggest ones. Whether the rejection is real or even if it's just perceived by the Mm -hmm. stalker, it can come as like a big blow to their uh, egos. And so the stalkers actually see themselves as the victim in this situation. And it's unfortunate because their fear of abandonment doesn't allow them to have common sense or reason. So it's impossible to let them down Mm -hmm. easy. Like I can think of some scenarios where like I've broken up with people and they didn't take it well. And then they ended up coming to my house and trying to get me outside. And I guess it was the same with your spark notes, dude, right? Because you broke up with yeah. him and also another guy who came to my parents house in the middle of the night after our breakup and he was trying to get me to go downstairs at three o'clock in the morning so we can talk about it I'm like dude Hell are no. you crazy go home <laughs> there is the devil's time <laughs> oh you had another stalker too there's this one guy him and nana dated for like a month in the summer one time <laughs> and he was obsessed with her for like years like he would message me to learn about her like four years after they dated yeah i was talking about that guy yeah was that guy yeah i i didn't even know that they were dating that's how (laughs) unreal this relationship was but this kind of plays so this will kind of explain that so there's also Mm -hmm. obsession so stalkers are often obsessive in multiple areas in their life and especially including their romantic inclinations so they might have repetitive thought patterns, so they gradually just become so preoccupied with their target that they're unable to sleep, forget to eat, and even let their careers go wayside or their school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, creepy. And then fantasy. So this is probably what happened to your stalker there. Um, stalkers blur the line between fantasy and fiction, and so they have this sense of entitlement that their targets belong to them, and then it feeds this fantasy that they're you guys are destined to be together. And then some become so convinced that they'll actually invent details in their minds about a relationship that doesn't exist. And they can be so sure of it that they can convince other people. Have you seen the Netflix show called You? Yes. Yes, This is like reminding me so much of that guy. That's totally where it goes. Yeah. And then narcissism. So stalkers, they can't respect or recognize boundaries or feelings Mm -hmm. of others. And then they also lack healthy coping skills to deal with rejection, embarrassment, shame, or loss. 
So this is problematic because if you previously had a romantic relationship with a stalker, they might justify their actions with, well, if I'm suffering, so should you. Or if I can't have you, no one Damn. can. And um, what can you do about a stalker? So like, what if you see that these are some signs of the person that you're dating and you kind of want to get out of it? You have to make sure that you're firm and you let the person know that they're making you uncomfortable and you're unwilling to continue contact. So just cut mm. them off. Is that what you did? Well, my mom caught, cut him off. Oh, yeah, true. Or get your mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's just like some precautions to take. So don't allow apps to show your location. Keep your car in home lock. Um, alternate your driving routes. Because, you know, like especially after a breakup, just be careful. Um, and make sure you stay cool and firm and remain calm because the stalkers can sometimes feed on the your fuck, fear. man. It's so terrifying. Yeah, like, <laughs> methods that you have to use to, like, steer clear of a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they do feed from your fear. So they, if they see that, you know, you're kind of giving in to them or, like, you're nervous or you're fearful, then they know that they have the upper hand. And then they know how to create like a, an emotional response from you and they can take control of you. So just stay cool. Um, just say, you know, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And then just remain firm with your answer there. But you can always call 1-800-FYI-CALL Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern if you need some help with a stop. We need to put this in our description. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be there. Damn, that's creepy. My solution yeah. has always been mom or get your back to talk to your stalker <laughs> for four years and eventually hopefully that like, he'll stop <laughs> yeah right. you're just a nicer person than me like if it's your ex asking about you maybe i would have replied to him the first time second time i would have told him to get a life third time i would have just told him to fuck off and blocked him if you Bro, it, was, it was literally like he'd just be like how's nana doing take good yeah. care of her i'm like okay <laughs> and then it was like hey i'm like hi he's like how's Nana doing in school right now? Is she, does she have good grades? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, okay, tell her to take care. I'm like, why is he asking about my grades? What? Ew, that's so weird. (laughs) The guy was so weird. He was so weird. Anyways. Uh, Well, we learned today that I have mommy issues and you're a better person than me. Okay. So we, uh, how do we end this thing? Well, on that note, that is all the stuff that we have for you today. We uh, uncovered a lot of issues today. Yeah, we did. Today was a big issue uncovering. Yeah, um, I'm gonna. This is almost like therapy. I know us, it guys. is. As always, please give us your feedback. And like Nana mentioned earlier, uh, we do listen to your feedback, so it is helpful when you give it to us. And uh, yeah, just. Keep messaging us. Let us know what you think of our new episode structure. And um, yeah, what? Yeah, email not, us. Email us or reach out to us on social media at the Notebook Podcast or notebookpodcast at gmail.com or find us on our website at notebookpodcast.com. I just said the same thing three times. Cool. Um, <laughs> you know the drill. So, as always, thank you for listening and uh, we'll be back next week. Bye-bye.